I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello, and welcome to the Renaissance English History Podcast. I'm your host, Heather Tusco. We've been spending a lot of time in recent episodes discussing the reign of Henry VIII and the advisors who were shaping his policies. Today, I'm going to discuss the Pilgrimage of Grace. If anyone listening has watched the Tudors on Showtime, you'll remember that the Pilgrimage of Grace was a huge situation for Henry and was one of the contributing factors to the fall of Thomas Cromwell. When we talk about uprisings and various events going on outside of London, it's important to remember that the many counties in England operated very much like individual countries. For many people in Yorkshire, the country of Scotland, with whom England was very often at war, was actually closer to them in philosophy and character than many parts of their own country. London was 200 miles away, a journey of at least a week on roads that were unpaved and often uneven remnants of Roman roads a thousand years old. They were inhabited by outlaws, so traveling was dangerous. Most people never traveled more than a few miles from their home and rarely left their village, if at all. The politics and religious reforms going on in London were about as familiar as the Spanish colonies in America. When thinking about this uprising, it's also important to remember that in most towns, the monastery was a school, hospital, would distribute alms to the poor, and would even shelter and feed many people who couldn't afford to take care of themselves. When monasteries were dissolved, those functions weren't just taken up by charities and nonprofits. There was simply a lack of services. It's very easy for us to look back with our 500-year-old hindsight and smugly discuss the corruption of the monasteries and the selling of the indulgences. But for many people in many parts of England, the monks treated them well and were a source of community and peace. By the mid-1530s, Henry had fully broken with Rome over who was the head of the church in England. In 1534, Parliament passed the Act of Supremacy, which made Henry the supreme head of the Church of England. At the same time, Thomas Cromwell began his plans to dissolve the monastery and reappropriate their vast wealth to the crown. Also in 1534, Cromwell received permission to have his staff visit monasteries and write reports about any deviant behaviors. 
At the same time, he was making an inventory of all of the money, relics, and land that each monastic house owned. The representatives that Cromwell sent often exaggerated the reports of misconduct and began petitioning the king to dissolve many of the houses. In the past, only the Pope would have had the authority to take such an action. But now that Henry was the head of the church, he needed to establish a law to allow him to dissolve a monastery. Parliament gave him this authority in the Dissolution of the Lesser Monasteries Act, and an initial round of monastic houses were closed in 1535 and 36. It was this initial round that led to the Pilgrimage of Grace in Yorkshire. The Pilgrimage of Grace was an uprising in Yorkshire in 1536 in response to the break with Rome and the dissolution of the monasteries. The term is actually often used to describe both the rebellions that took place in northern England, first in Lincolnshire and then in York. The people who were rebelling were fighting for their way of life that was being threatened by politicians in London and felt disenfranchised. We tend to take religious freedom for granted in most of the Western world, but there was no such thing as religious freedom in Tudor England. Dissent was dangerous, and when the king said that the Pope was no longer the head of the church, it meant that the way that people had been worshipping for generations suddenly just had to go overnight, based on what seemed like a whim. The Lincolnshire Rising started the rebellion off. It was a short uprising of Catholics against the Church of England and the dissolution of the monasteries. It began at St. James's Church in Louth after Evensong on October 1st, 1536, shortly after the closing of the Abbey. The initial uprising was against only the dissolution of the Abbey, and not against the King or the Church. But it quickly gained support in other towns where people had more political grievances and began demanding the end of taxes in peacetime and other political changes, as well as the end of the dissolution of the monasteries and a return to the Catholic faith. Up to 40,000 people marched on Lincoln on October 14th with, with support from local gentry, and they occupied the Lincoln Cathedral, demanding the freedom to continue their Catholic faith and the protection of the treasures in the cathedral. One quick note on relics. Most abbeys had at least one relic that was a huge source of pride for the town and was also seen as a form of protection. It might sound superstitious to us now, but pieces of the true cross, Mary's hair, and various saints' fingers were floating all over Europe, finding homes and abbeys where they would be on display for people to pray to. This was one of the big things that Protestants wanted to end, and when a monastery was dissolved, one of the first things many of Cromwell's men would do was destroy the relics. This was an insult not just to the monastery, but also to the population of the town, which took such pride in their relics. Within a day or two of occupying the cathedral at Lincoln, the rebellion was ending, and only a few people remained. The leaders were caught and hanged, but the grisliest rebellion was shortly to come in Yorkshire. The movement broke out just as the Lincolnshire one was ending on October 13, 1536, and at this point the term Pilgrimage of Grace was used. The causes of the uprising have been debated by historians, but the main themes are economic grievances, the northern gentry had concerns over the new statute of uses, 
There were also popular fears of a new sheep tax, and the harvest of 1535 had also led to high food prices, which may have contributed to the discontent. Also, there were political grievances. The nobility was angry with the rise of Thomas Cromwell, who was base-born. He wasn't a nobleman. And also, though they were no fans of Anne Boleyn, her execution on false charges of adultery and witchcraft, after Henry had cast off Catherine of Aragon to be with her, did very little to help his reputation. And thirdly, there were religious grievances. As I said, the church was, for many, the center of the community. Many ordinary peasants were worried that their church plate and relics would be confiscated. There were also rumors at the time that hinted that baptism might be taxed. The recently released Ten Articles and the New Order of Prayer issued by the government in 1535 was pushing the country more and more towards reform, and Northern England was much more Catholic in sympathy. Robert Ask was chosen to lead the insurgents. He was a London barrister and a resident of the Inns of Court, and was from an old Yorkshire family. In 1536, he led a band of 9,000 followers who entered and occupied York. There he arranged for the expelled monks and nuns to return to their houses, the king's newly installed tenants were driven out, and Catholic observance resumed. The success of the Rising was so great that the royal leaders Thomas Howard and George Tabot opened negotiations with the insurgents at Doncaster, where Ask had assembled between 30 and 40,000 men. Henry authorized Norfolk to promise a general pardon and a parliament to be held at York within a year, as well as a reprieve for the abbeys until the parliament had met. Ask was even given safe passage to London to answer for the rebellion, and trusting the king's promises, Ask dismissed his followers. The king did not keep his promises, though, and in January 1537, a new uprising took place in Cumberland and Westmoreland. This was Bigod's Rebellion, and Ask had tried to prevent it. It was led by Sir Francis Bigod. Upon this rebellion, the king arrested Ask and several of the other leaders of the Pilgrimage of Grace, who were all convicted of treason and executed. Ask was hanged in chains from the walls of York Castle, as a warning to other would-be rebels. In all, 216 were put to death, lords and knights, half a dozen abbots, 38 monks, and 16 parish priests. The loss of the leaders enabled the Duke of Norfolk to quell the rising, and martial law was imposed on the demonstrating regions. Contrary to popular belief, there were some partial successes due to the rebellions. The government postponed the collection of the October subsidy, and this had been a major grievance amongst the organizations. The statute of uses was negated by a new law, the statute of wills. Four of the seven sacraments that were omitted from the ten articles were restored in the Bishop's Book of 1537, and this actually marked the end of the drift of official doctrine towards Protestantism and an onslaught on heresy was promised in a royal proclamation in 1538. However, the dissolution of the monasteries continued, and by 1540, the largest ones were dissolved. Huge tracts of land, and no, that's not a Monty Python reference, were seized from the church and divided amongst the monarchy and the supporters. 
and the move towards Protestantism that Cromwell had achieved were actually never reversed except for the few years that Henry's daughter by Catherine of Aragon, Mary I, was queen. So that's it for this episode, and thank you for listening. In the next episode, I'm going to discuss the final years of Henry VIII's reign and set the scene for his son Edward to take over as King of England. You can email me story ideas and comments from the blog, which is at http colon slash slash englandcast.blogspot.com. And thank you again so much for listening. Blow northern wind, ascend who may be sweating. Blow northern wind, blow, blow, blow. Ich hote bord in barabrit, at solis emlis on sea. Men's cool maiden of nicht fair and fray to fond. In all this world, flesh of one, bord of blood and of bond, never yet in Uster known, not so merry Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.